AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Vass. And welcome to... Talk. The first time I felt it was driving in your car Nothing so peculiar but something I can't look past And you and me have history and oh my god, oh my god Something there I didn't see Hidden so well I just might Miss you there in plain sight Man I hope we get this right Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. I know coffee makes me crazy, but nicotine. 
Hello, people. Hello, Daniel. Yeah, that wasn't as exciting. I was hoping you'd like to come with a bit of pizzazz <laughs> and a bit of oomph into that one. I, I give that. I don't know. There's there's not much in Melbourne to be excited about at the moment. <laughs> hey, hey, going. It's a it's a dark time. <laughs> hey, going. I'm uh I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm bearing with it. We um this is Daniel and my first uh podcast in separate rooms to one another. So, this is a bit weird for me. It is. It is. It just happens to be one of those times, eh? Back into lockdown again. Lockdown 2.0, electric boogaloo. Yeah. Is that what, yeah, that's what you said, two, wasn't it? Lockdown 2, electric boogaloo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my favourite. I remember when um, the World War Three memes were going around and somebody dropped a comment, uh, uh, World War Three electric jubilee, and I almost fell off my seat <laughs> laughing. It's brilliant. Uh, was it World War Two fascist boogaloo? Yeah, it's World Fasc- War Three. Who knows what's next? You know, <laughs> pretty much it'll be uh, Kanye for president. That's what's next. <laughs> Memes. Gareth were talking about this last week. Oh, we we're talking about last week with um, our guest indoor fins about about how he's running for president with Elon Musk. As just like what timeline? Not is not, this? not running for with Elon Musk, but as soon as he popped up that he was running uh, at all, Elon Musk commented on it on Twitter, just going, "I fully support this." And like a couple days later, just had to rescind it completely. He was like, "Okay, I take it back." <laughs> Kanye would be a terrible president. <laughs> Well, I don't think he was taking it seriously. It's like, okay, that's I'm just going to shit talk uh, talk this until people actually come to their senses. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah. And then you realise that he had investors, and so he had to. to he does kneecap. He does. He does tend to kneecap himself a few times, doesn't he? He does, but like that's anything that's all for the, of his anything um, for the memes. Anything for the memes. Anything for the memes. He, um, Whatever. Take your pronunciation out the window, friend. A meme lord. I mean. Look at his wife and all that. Like, his profile picture on Twitter was, um, like, an anime cat chick for the longest time. I'm not sure if it still is, but, like, oh, man. Do you reckon Grimes, had a, funny few dude. Words? Do you reckon Grimes had a few words to say about that? <laughs> I think Grimes dresses up like that for him, if I'm yeah, honest. It's probably a, self, probably a self-portrait of her, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he did that in Microsoft Paint <laughs> Yes, of, of her. Anyway, <clears throat> welcome to the latest episode of Zabar Talk. Um, coming to you separate and, yeah, as we said, new lockdown situation, uh, fun times. Just a couple of it's, too many hanky-pankies in the in the hotel. 
It's anticlimactic to say, uh, usually it's like, we're coming at you live from the studio in Melbourne, and now we can't do that. We're coming at you not live from different locations. But (laughs) it sounds like we're in the same room because you're going to send me the cheeky little little wav later of your your god-awful voice. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Because my self-esteem wasn't low enough as it is. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't feeling blue enough to have to deal with this six weeks of bullshit. Because some security guard banged a quarantine (laughs) guest and now I have to stay inside. You know, I mentioned this. So, we've got- We're speaking to Kevin Posey, who's a phenomenal producer and songwriter from- And rapper from Oklahoma. And he came out very recently with his album, Breathe, which we're going to be chatting to him all about soon. So, you know, hold your horses on that. It's going to be fun. But I was actually chatting to him on our last night, which was his morning, about what's been happening. He goes, oh, what's been happening down there? And I said, oh, we're in lockdown again. And I was telling him the story. And just like, when you think back over it, it really, it sounds like something out of fucking fat pizza. Like yeah, some, it's absurd. Some, it's absurd. Some, it's like something out of uh, American some, Pie or something. It's like some, eth- some you know, it was like, you know, some, some, you know, security guard, uh, you know, just like. Got to get a hot bang, bro. Got to get a hot. Fuck. Got to get a hot root. Hot root. Don't care. If she's sick. Don't no- care. If she's coughing. Nothing's made me. Nothing's made me happier from that whole situation than the memes to come out of um, <laughs> like Simpsons shit posting and all that because they've just gone ham on it. Because well, what's a Victorian to do at this point besides sit there and seethe over the fact that we can't go out, make yes. memes about it? Yes. So and the memes that have come out of it phenomenal. And, and- and I mean, I know Sydney. Sydney's getting back at us, and like you know, it's the one time they're going to be able to. So fair enough. But I mean, you guys, you guys bungled up Ruby Princess. So this is you know, you can't speak about anything. But yeah, not, but not just Ruby on Twitter- Princess either. There was a there was a few. Yeah. There was the plane as well. I'm pretty sure. Yes, there's been a recent one with the plane. Didn't quarantine the plane. Anyway, somebody on Twitter has made a fake porn intro. Doing this, oh and, yeah, yeah, and with the like, um, footage oh, from the I'm just hotel. So keen for, I just really love security guards. Cough, cough, cough. <laughs> Go and check it yeah. out. Cause it's hilarious, uh, but it's just <laughs> shit like this. It's just the fact that it, it, it's it's how it started. Like it was, if it wasn't for that specifically, we'd be fine. We'd be opening up again, but it's just it, it's it's like we're in a sitcom, and I, it's tragic, but at the same time, it's fucking hilarious. My my favorite one is um, people jumping on all the Facebook pages, being like, "I oh, just yeah, f Daniel Andrews. Daniel <laughs> Andrews has screwed us all over." It's like Daniel Daniel Andrews has done nothing to screw you over. Daniel Andrews has sat there <laughs> and Daniel, watched while you da- screwed yourselves over. <laughs> Daniel Andrews didn't screw a hotel guest. That was that was positive. So you guys are you know you pointing the wrong finger. <laughs> can, can you imagine him? Can you think for a second? Someone had to inform the premier oh, that that happened. Can you imagine them preparing the report for the premier? Just like I can't believe this bullshit. <laughs> I reckon, so, uh, Mr. I reckon some Mr. words Andrews, would have flown. What, what's happened is that one of the, one of the uh, security guards has had sexual relations with one of the guests <laughs> in the locked up towers that was COVID positive. And um, now this, can you imagine the size of the face palm this man would have had to do? Daniel Andrews is listening to that and report. Then, and like, then, yeah. can, are you kidding me? And then what? Somebody turned positive and then they've gone to a family gathering. Yeah, there was there was that and then nurse it's, that it worked. Uh, then somebody that was connected and went to back it. and worked. Yeah, and somebody that's connected to it has worked in the tower that they locked down, and then too many people yeah. went and were kissing, uh, and oh, it's just what was the other one? Was the other one was uh, New South Wales had two new cases uh, just a day or two ago. One of them directly linked to Victoria. Yeah, our whole state's going to get crucified if we're not careful. <laughs> 
Well, I got, I got folk. Obviously, my folks and that are up in in country, just on the border, and they're living in like a bubble, so they can't cross into New South Wales proper, quote unquote, even though they're living oh, in New South Wales. Because is that the area that they're thinking of making like it's it's, it's a, kind of own municipality between uh, it's, just it's, north of Yarrawonga? It, well, it's that same. You know, think of all these border towns: Mildura, um, Albury. Well, in this case, Machuca, Moama, and there's a bunch of others because you can't mm. just lock down the border. People work on either side of the border. People go to school on each side of the border. It's it's literally impossible to without ruining people's lives. So they've they've said, right, you can yeah. stay in the bubble. If you leave and have to come back, you got to quarantine, but you can't come to Sydney, for example. So it's just really complex. And my mum was giving me an earful for about an hour and a half the other night, as you as you do. <laughs> Yep. And it's like, thanks, mum. You know, at least you can leave the house. <laughs> at least you can go yeah, out know, for right? dinner. Because they're must not be, in must the be hard lockdown. life being able to get sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But um, one of my one of my favourite uh, memes to come out of it has been um, the mem- the member berries from South Park. <laughs> Someone's grabbed it and just gone. Ah oh, man, you remember going out? You remember having friends? Ah oh, man, I remember. <laughs> Remember places, and I've said this, me and Shakira have both said this a few times, remember places, they were good, places were fun. Yeah, places were anyway. places and, were a good time. Anyway, um, we should talk about the songs real quick. Yeah, one just of played. them aptly named Stress Me Out. <laughs> yeah, Stress Me Out by Stevie Jean, and before that, what we started on was Woods, and I think you pronounce it Woods, because it's got Woods with an E. And she came out yeah. with her, the first single off what will be her uh, debut album, I believe. And do, 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 do. Trying to- yeah, Euphoria was uh, Euphoria was good. The music video was good too. It was actually this week. Pretty much most of the songs have phenomenal music videos, so I definitely recommend you check them out. Anyway, she's got a. I can't quite find the name of the album, but it's coming out in October. But did you notice that the music video and a lot of her artwork is very sci-fi, not fantasy related? I'm going to yeah, dub I like her- that whole. It's got a bit of a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, so her her profile picture and go and check it out. It's really cool. She's in LARP gear, full on like armor, plated armor, like the stuff you oh, go. Sweet. Yeah, the stuff you do that LARPing LARPing stuff with. So I'm I'm quoting her like the pioneer of LARP pop. Stevie, you hear that? LARP You're a LARP popper. Yeah. So um, but yeah, great great video with it. She's like dressed up like a in the like a period dress, and they've got like wolves or whatever, and the people dancing in the background through a dark forest. So. It certainly conjures an image, and I like the idea. Apparently, she's working a lot with people in Minecraft and Discord and that, and within the sci-fi and fantasy community to do stuff together for the album. So, it'll be interesting to see how it works for her. So, it's certainly a cool idea. So, well done, Stevie. Um, um, also, the Euphoria music video, No Slouch, that was um, just a textbook lesson on how to do a lot with a little. Yeah, it's all um, single shot. But look, it was all single mm. shot too, which I absolutely- which is. A really difficult thing to do. Shot. Yeah. And then after that, we had- We, oh, we are Stevie going Jean. to have- Sorry, I was looking at the wrong press release earlier. No, we had Should- we had uh, Woods Euphoria, Stevie Jean, Stress Me Out, and I think up I, next we're going to have Sola Rosa. <laughs> I apologize. I buggered up the names. Stevie Jean is from the Northern Territory, and she came out with her song, Stress Me Out. Um, it was Woods- <laughs> that came out with Euphoria. So, whoopsie. Yes. But that's that's what you get for not reading. I, w- I was confused for a second there. Woods is the one that you were saying is uh, has the um, heavy fantasy influence, just to no, be clear yes. on that. Yeah? Woods is the one that has the fantasy influences. So, Woods. Yeah, yeah. You're if the if you check popper. the music video out, she's got a very- um, <laughs> 
if you listen to any Enya or anything like that, Enya yes. loves that really flowy dress kind of situation. Yeah. Woods in her music video has got something like that going on and a little bit of um, face paint. It looks really cool. Check yes. it out if you've got time. Yeah. And I uh, really like the Stevie Jean track. It's um, just come out too. It's It's got this, it's got like old pop with a very heavy guitar, guitar based sort of song, which I really like. So, Congrats as well, Stevie. She's a Northern Territory girl. Uh, so, yeah, loving, loving some of the work. We're seeing some of the people up that end of, of the country have been putting out this year. And this Dude, is her no single exception. artwork. Her single artwork for that track is really cool. Mm. Um, let me just find it again so I can describe it accurately. But she, <laughs> um, she it's like two pictures fused into one. So yes. one of them is of her taking a sip out of a mug and the other one, I think it looks like her exhaling like some cigarette smoke or something like that. And they've um, chopped them together. It looks really, really cool. Mm. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a cool. I'm, I'm keen to hear more from both of them because I know they'll be having both having more music coming out. And I'm really keen to hear. Yeah, hear more. But now that I've got the correct uh, media at least up, it is. Uh, the debut album of Woods is Crystal Ball, which is out in October second. So I'm keen to see more of that and more of what. Yeah, that's Stevie's what she's got. got as well. uh, that's what she's got on her Facebook page here. Mm. The um, Crystal Ball Minecraft World. Yes, that's the. That's one. really interesting. Gain access by pre-ordering my album. So this is like a Minecraft server, evidently that you can play on. It'd be really interesting if she did one of her music videos mm. uh, in Minecraft mm. using an animator or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, moving moving right right on. Uh, thanks for not speaking English correctly, Daniel. No worries, Daniel. Yeah, sometimes yeah. the mouth fails. It does. It just, does fail me sometimes. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So, a New Zealand artist, uh, Sola Rosa, has just launched his new single, For the Mighty Dollar, featuring Kevin Mark Trail and Charlene Hector. Uh, it's a... Oh, now, I know you, you would have loved this one because... Um, and actually, our guest this week, Kevin Posey, shared a bit on this too so he'll he'll probably know about him when he was based in in uh, new zealand but this is also a foot upcoming album chasing the sun out on september 25th by the looks of it but the production on this one uh is phenomenal mm. it's a beautiful soul track great female vocals on it uh, great i don't know if you were able to too. pick up on it but there's like yeah it horns or is it a synth it's, because it's there probably are points where it's a synth, but it sounds like it could be layered, and then they possibly. bring the the horns out a little bit when the synth wants to become a, a lead instrument. But whatever they did there, for me to not be able to distinguish whether it's a real horn or mm. a, just a synth or both, it's mixed really, really well in the yeah. choices of sounds. Uh, the female backing vocals too, yes, absolutely fantastic. And I'm trying to see ah right. So the music video too is is beautifully done, um, filmed and or directed and edited by Elliot O'Donnell and Askew Wannan and filmed by Gareth Moon. It's basically a lot of um, a lot of sort of not stock footage. I'm thinking of uh, landscape footage of Auckland. And you can see it's like mm. the effects that the shutdown and COVID-19 have had on the city. But ju- that aside, just the you can there's beautiful shots of just the regular people and just the skyline yeah. and the environment. Now I've never yeah, seen th- Auckland look so good before. Like you don't yeah, think whoever of Auckland shot is like that a- has just picked like you look at this well, shot and go, if this person had changed this shot at all, this whole scene would have looked completely but- unremarkable. Yeah, now, not shitty. Just but- unremarkable. They've managed to find a way that there's a particular shot I'm thinking of where it's like a Mm. A road that curves off under a yes. bridge and then one that goes over it. And there's a shot of like a bike, 
leaning up against the wall. It's really like there's nothing in the yeah, shot. I, I don't know. That sh- should be remarkable, it's but it best, looks awesome. It's the, it's the best tourism tourism plug that you could do for Auckland. Any, yeah, anything. Yeah. Like it makes you want to go and good, visit the place. Good it looks, thing flights are so phenomenal. cheap at the moment. Yeah. I mean, wait till you come back up, but it's just a- uh, it's just a phenomenally shot, you know, shot piece of piece of work. So well done on the and the song, both the song and the and the audio visuals to, on the, and the visuals as well. Sh- shall we play it, Matt? And after that, not to forget Kevin Posey. Exactly, we're going to come back and chatting to him, which is going to be awesome. Um, he's coming in live from Oklahoma City in the middle of his night time. So yeah, really, really sacrificing his sleep to get to chat to us. So we love him for that. But yeah, we'll, we'll play um, the song that we played a few weeks back, uh, Your Shine, featuring Maz BQ and Kirsten. But uh, before that, obviously, For the Mighty Dollar by Sola Rosa on uh, Bar Talk, Vass. Bar Talk? The Bar Talk. Bar Talk. Bar Talk.
Yo, this is Kevin Posey, and you're listening to AMR. And conquer. Had love for my family, especially mama, but the rest of the world was drama. Forget it, had to find my worth in this place, dog. To know that I'm freaking out a cage, dog. That my pigment was different, especially gifted. Heartbeats amazing and rhythmic. Self-esteem, it isn't confidence, secure with me. But that's something that's a kind of get with. Now, as I look in the mirror, all I see is love. Cause can't nobody do it like us, Howdy and welcome back to Bar Talk, right here on coming through your headphones. That vas was Your Shine by Kevin Posey featuring Masbuku and Kirsten. Phenomenal track, which you won't remember when we played it, Vass, because you weren't um, in that episode. Sorry <laughs> to break, burst that bubble. But- um, That's all right. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago when we- No, three weeks ago now when we played that one, uh, and we absolutely loved it, and- uh, we were very, very much uh, 
honoured to when when the uh, when the producer slash main main songwriter on that track, uh, Kevin Posey, got back to us, and we thought, bugger it, he's not Australian, he's not Kiwi, but we thought we just have to get him in for an interview. So here he is, all the way from the US of Big Fat A, A, it's the man himself, Kevin. How Kevin you going? Posey. I'm going good. How are you guys doing, man? I'm bloody good. It's a beautiful day out here. I hear it's uh, prime weather down there in Oklahoma at the moment. Oh, yeah. Lovely, lovely storms in hell and <laughs> small tornadoes yeah. right now. <laughs> just just more shit to pile on on this this, uh, this oh, 2020, year. yeah. It sounds, like a good, uh, sounds like a good time of year to be inside. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like lucky. Absolutely. It's lucky. It's like lucky we're getting the wave during our winter when the weather's shit. Like, imagine if if we yeah. had to stay inside during the middle of like a forty five degree summer. That would be fun. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be great. Can you imagine just like like the government talks a lot about um, you know partner care and stuff like that, and making sure that people have mental health breaks and all that kind of stuff because being inside with people that you're not used to being inside a lot with when you're working mm. full time is really rough. But can you imagine adding forty five degree heat to that situation? That would just be a nightmare. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> So, Kevin, how are you going? Um, what's how's things with you at the moment? Because you're obviously, as we said, over in in the US, back in back in your home country. How's things going yeah. for you now that you've? Well, first first of all, congrats on the album. It's a phenomenal album. Um, yeah, hey, thank you. How, how have you? How's the reception been since you've released it? You know, the res- reception has been really well. Um, it's been unexpected basically well here um it's been a lot of hometown people really listening to it and giving me feedback and passing it along to their family and friends to listen to yeah it's just a different feeling but um all of the people that i've connected with on the music level in new zealand they have really took it in and it's just been love all the reception has been love and you know i'm very grateful for that and you know, I just want to s- just continue to see where this journey is going. And also, thank you guys for listening to the album and, you know, the feedback that I got from your shine from you guys last time you played. It was really phenomenal and inspirational to me. So I greatly appreciate that as well. Yeah, well, we- no, I'm kind of interested. You, you said um, your reception was unexpectedly good. Uh, yeah. in, in Oklahoma particularly. What what makes yeah. you say unexpectedly good? Usually the folks in Oklahoma prefer a different kind of music or was it a different reason? Well, um, put it like this. Um, when I first started rapping, the the way that I would sing or the way that I would portray my words and even the things that I was speaking about was a bunch of nonsense, right? So it was a bunch of songs where it was a lot of profanity, a lot of, you know, disrespect and a lot of whatever talk right a lot of things didn't make sense but it was just something that felt good in the moment you know being a young guy from the states and then all of a sudden you know years pass and now what i'm speaking about is more on the mature level it's more Mm. open for kids and grandparents to listen to you get what i'm Mm. saying so for me it was a it was a gradual change but it felt necessary for the time, whereas the stuff I used to put out was more for the fun of the moment. And 
it was just cool, you know, just to see the different, the different, wow, this is really good. Your music mm-hmm. has changed so much. You know, it was unexpected yeah, for yeah. me because the creating process for this album was very therapeutic for me to get through all of the ugliness and the realities and suffocation mm-hmm. of life that was mentally happening. So mm-hmm. for me, it was just like, wow, so this actually touched people. So that was unexpected for me. Yeah, yeah. And what was yeah. the writing period for the album? Because um, there's some content in there that's um, very current, to my ear at least. When yeah. did you start writing the songs for this album? And um, when did you start recording it? So, aside from Your Shine, the actual recording started the second week of October of last year. And I think a week and a half before I actually released, well... Three weeks before I actually released the album, that's when I did the last song, which was the bonus record at the end of track number four, which is Run Through the Fire. That was the last song. Um, but Your Shine, I think that was done around August, September, somewhere up in there. Yeah, right. So, so all pretty recent. Yeah. And the writing, was that mainly... Uh the period immediately before recording or and oh, like no. figuring it out there or was it like quite a right while in the there. making right then and there yeah right yeah so you're kind of so, a more in the like do you like to um write the week that you're going into the studio for a track or do you prefer to give it a little bit extra time no so this might sound crazy um so most of the tracks i would say 98 percent of the tracks on the record or just uh, just on my part those I didn't realize there were a the hundred tracks day. on your album, Kevin. Pardon? I said you said ninety eight percent. I didn't realize there were a hundred tracks in total. Good That's my bad yeah. joke out of the way. Sorry, had to let that out of my system. <laughs> Keep going. Joke, joke <laughs> of the week exactly. coming later. Co- yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. Sorry, you were saying. You were saying <laughs> yeah, this might so, sound crazy, but yeah. So, like most of the time, when I when I do a song, it comes from. Just an idea. And once the idea is done, like roughly two or three hours later, the whole entire song is done. And the mixing and mastering usually happens in the same day. So it's like, I don't know, I can kind of create something in my mind fully, go to the to the studio setup that I have, create it, record it, write it, mix and master it just so I can listen to it and then dissect and see what needs to stay and what needs to go. Um, and so, and so, you do all the um, backing as, uh, as well. Like you pick all of the sounds for the drum kits and yes. synths and stuff like that. That's all you, sound design wise. Yes. Yeah, nice. And it's a really uniform vision, man. Yeah, thanks, man. It's I don't know. It it's like uh, my favorite pastime, if you will. Um, it's very therapeutic, and you know, I am trained to do some of this stuff. I went to this academy called. Um, OSU uh, is called ACM at UCO, my bad. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a music academy here that I had went to for a couple of years in Oklahoma. But prior to that, I've always had a high passion and love for creating music. And, you know, just growing up in a house where there was always house parties and my dad would always freestyle off the top of his head and say, come here, son, let me show you how to do this. And, you know, it just turned into the curiosity of it, like how yeah, do yeah. you put songs together? So I just figured it out and fell in love with it. Man, that sounds a lot like um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. I don't know if you've heard anything about uh, his story starting out, but like the first gig that he went to, 
I think he was something like like stupid young, between like ten and thirteen, I think. Mm. Um, and it was a uh, the corner, what we would call the corner pub or corner hotel over here. Yeah. I don't know if there's a different name, but um, he the nanny that they had at the time took him and uh, I think a sibling or a friend, and they just went and saw it was something someone like Lightning Hopkins or someone like prolific like that. Yeah, and. Um, he was enamored immediately and started pursuing it straight away. And it sounds kind of similar in your case where from a young age you had um, someone that you looked up to that showed kind of a creative side and you loved it so much you went with it as well. Yeah. Tell me... It happens like that. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, Kevin, tell me a bit about that family upbringing because you do mention your mother a bit in one of the songs (coughs) off the album. I'm just going to... It's... uh, What's the name? Mama's Joint, of course. You do mention yeah. her in that song a bit, and also your father having having passed at that point. So my condolences about that. But you mentioned he did. did oh no, no, he didn't pass. It oh. was uh, okay. yeah, it was more so like <laughs> nah, it's it was cool. a poetic. Um, it was a poetic. It was passing. like uh, pops was there. Right. But Mother's Love provided the essence. So it's like uh, he right. was there at the house. You get what I'm saying? Like he was he was around, he was in and out doing his thing. Right. He was working, he oh, was Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds a lot less tragic than uh <laughs> 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 He's being melodramatic, nah. Kevin. Come on, no. Um, yeah, well, that's 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 cool. fantastic to hear. Uh but tell me a bit yeah. more about that influence from your parents, because you said your dad used to do a bit of freestyling. Did your mum also have an interest in music when you were growing up absolutely so yeah just a quick backstory so like my parents they're from LA and they got married young and my dad had he had to move to Oklahoma for some reasons and my mom was in love with him so she came down and they got married whatnot so they would just get together with people in in the neighborhood and have parties but they would kick me and my sister out (laughs) <laughs> to go to grandma's house which was all right but you know we would come back home in the house our room was trash because yeah they have the friends of my parents brought their kids over and destroyed everything so long story short um while cleaning they would put on the music from the mixtapes my dad would make at the party while we're cleaning and just the way that it was mixed together i'm like wow this is incredible and, and i'm like four years old but i'm like finding all of these songs fascinating and um the connection with that is that my mom and dad would put these songs together but the way that they would put them together were like a perfect blend so one thing led to another like my dad was the party guy my mom was the one that said hey if you want to go with me this weekend hop in the car and let's go so she would play a slew of music and um, what I would do, I would sit in the back seat and dissect the songs to figure out what made the song work. And what, and what was your mom's taste in music? <laughs> Gangsta rap <laughs> and was it, old school. Was this like NWA R&B. period? Yeah, like Dre. Yeah, NWA, absolutely. DJ Quick. Um, yeah, Biggie. Biggie was more like my dad loved Biggie. Mom loves yeah, Biggie right. now. Um, but Ice Cube, like. All of all of that mixed yeah, with yeah. Roger and Zap, you know, a lot of George Clinton, mm. just a, a lot of that. Was she um, like most most deaf? Uh, I don't think she got into the most deaf thing until like nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere up in yeah, there. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah, because they're West Coast. We we grew up in pretty much a West Coast household. 
um, except for like LL Cool J. My mom loved LL Cool J, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so then, yeah. big Snoop Dogg fan. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was definitely played in the house, and my mom to this day, she's like, "Son, you're gonna do a song with Snoop Dogg? I can just feel it. I can feel it." Every time I go to California, she's like, "Snoop Dogg is going to get with you, and you're gonna do." I'm like, well, "Maybe." <laughs> you have know, you have you met him? You ever to, yeah, to but, get with Snoop Dogg, the problem is that the the gate is like 10 pounds of weed or something like that before he'll like speak speak to you <laughs> yeah something you gotta like prove that. that you can go toe to toe before you get to do the record <laughs> Did- <laughs> snoop will look at me and be like cuz you don't smoke nah. <laughs> it doesn't, oh, want, doesn't want to know you have you i don't know if the campaign's over there as well but over here he's just recently done a campaign with Log, which is a food delivery service and he's it's just oh really god awful yeah. cringy like a lot of the stuff he does these days. <laughs> Chicken wigs to the crib. Something, something. M-E-N-U-L-O-G. It's just, oh, God. It's just like how much money they uh, did. Wow. They put <laughs> have you seen, um, Kevin, have you seen his YouTube channel? Snoop Dogg's YouTube channel? I watched his uh, GGN network thing yeah, that yeah, he does. Yeah, every, yeah, every time. It's so yeah. good. Though I think... Um, I've got a couple of favorites, but the one with Bill Burr comes up as one of my top few. I know Snoop loves comedians in particular, but yeah. that episode, they look like they had a lot of fun. I like the one with um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, was what kind of weed do you smoke? And he's like, Kush. <laughs> Seth Rogen just goes, yeah, I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> Tell yeah, us. And the damn laugh he has, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to pop into a break shortly and play a couple of tracks from the album. Um, we're going to play right. So Electric and then World From Inside. Um, I was hoping you could tell us a bit about those two songs and I guess how they came about because you like your shine. You do feature a few Kiwi artists in there. So tell us a bit about Absolutely. those ones. So let's start with So Electric. So Electric, um, the feature on that is... The very talented Kato, she's actually in two groups in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's in a duo band with uh, another girl that's really talented named uh, Carlo. So it's Kato Carlo. And then she's in a trio band called, um, give me just one second, Technicolor. Um, and they are they are amazing. I think they um, they have some kind of deal with Sony right now too. So they're really doing some big things out there. Nice. So shout out to her. Um, that was a cool collab. She wrote her stuff and sent it back to me within a couple of days. So she actually sent she sent that to me while I was here, and I recorded and created so electric back in October. That was like the second mm. song that I started for this album, uh, World from Inside. Wow, that one was in the thick of being locked down yeah couldn't really go anywhere yeah and even the way i was pounding on the cork with the synth Mm. with for that bass line that was just my pain coming out (laughs) and yeah so um yeah world from inside is featuring the amazing talented powerhouse lily jackson yeah she's on the album like four times and uh it's just the way that she writes and her work ethic is crazy, man. And um, yeah, I had actually, you know, I met her at this event that me and Mosbo Q put together called The Loft. Yep, yep. And um, that's where we just have a bunch of musicians come through and do this big jam session for about three hours. But um, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, 
But yeah, that captured the moment with her. She actually, the way that she writes, and I'll say this quickly, um, she didn't listen to any of the lyrics on the song when she wrote the chorus to the song. She just felt, she told me she felt the context of what it was through the music when she heard it. So she felt the the pain and the the God in it. You know what I mean? Like the message that needed to get across, she felt mm. it in the music, which was pretty cool. So when she told me that, I was like, yeah, she gets it. So yeah, man, shout out to Lily Jackson and shout out to Kato. They totally smashed both of these songs. And yeah, yeah. I can't wait for everybody to hear, man. Like those are two of my favorite songs on the album too. They, it's just the whole whole album. You've got a slew of phenomenal female vocalists on there and it just gels together really well. So, good job on that too. I appreciate it, man. Good job. For that. Like, they did amazing, yeah. man. Um, true, true. And, uh, yeah. And no. I do have something to say about that um, later in, in the uh, chat because of what's been going on with that in New Zealand. Yeah. So I just wanna I just wanna give them a lot of love, man, because they really brought something special to the album that I couldn't do. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Awesome. Well let's let's play the songs right now. So we've got Soul Electric featuring Kato and Robots and then World From Inside featuring Lily Jackson on on Bar Talk. We'll be back right soon.
Hi, this is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. back that was well from inside by kevin posey featuring lily jackson uh that was one of our favorites that we've picked to play from the album which you should go and listen to as soon as you can came out very recently uh kevin yes sir thank you so much for joining us hey thanks we'll for having a quick me little interview here with kevin such a good good bounce uh, to that one which i really liked and then before that in of course so electric featuring kato and robot robots i had a really good sort of sax thing going on which i really like just very smooth 
Um, do you want oh, us to tell yeah. us a bit? You mentioned you wanted to chat a bit about robots as well. So, because you said he had some interesting yeah. stuff. He had an interesting yeah, story so, or something. <laughs> yeah. So, the interesting, the interesting thing about robots is that robots is not a person, right? Right. So, robots is um, like four synthesized vocoders that I've created using oh. the Korg Excel, the Micro Korg Excel. And I created these sounds back in 2014. Mm. I created an album that I stuck in the vault <laughs> and I decided to bring it back out to use it. And one of the next projects that's coming out is going to be Kevin Posey Presents Robots and it'll have features from myself and other people as well. So, yeah. Dude, I thought I recognized that vocoder sound because a good mm-hmm. friend of uh, Daniel and mine, Eric Parker, mm-hmm. has the same unit. Oh. Yeah. And I've heard him play a bunch of times. I knew it sounded familiar for a, a reason. But I've also got a question about um, one of those tracks there. If I can just find it in my notes here. Or is that about he a different He writes a lot one? of notes, so it's all good. No, um, oh, that's all good. the question <laughs> is, uh, especially in Your Shine, I felt a bit of uh, Michael Jackson influence in there. I want to ask you if either of your folks was a big uh, Michael Jackson fan or if that both was a you them. thing. Or- no, both of them. Um, and the chorus, that chorus has been lingering. Just the the melody has been lingering in my mind for like a year, just in and out of thought. And it was a bit more reimagined. The lyrics were reimagined with Mosmo mm. Q. And he asked, he's like, man, we should get Kirsten on this. So I asked her and she was like, yeah, sure. So I had to demo out the the chorus so if you hear it closely in the background like the very low tone that's me singing like the harmonies and everything so i had to just show her how to do it and she put her own magical touch to it but she's also a michael jackson janet jackson fan as well Mm. she listens to a lot of old school music herself so it just worked and um, a major influence of mine is Pharrell Williams as well. Just yeah, how yeah. he layers his production with the harmonies mm. and everything. I really wanted to capture that to pay homage to him with that as well. Oh man, he's a beast. He's a great inspiration to have. Um, Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize how long he was actually in the scene for before um, the you know the album that everyone knows. <laughs> At this point in time yeah. of his, which was with Girl, Happy. I believe it was. With Happy. Girl album. Yeah. yeah. Everybody uh, listened to that and was just like, whoa, where did this guy come from? But he's actually been in from and the around industry, the man. From the industry. For, for ages. Dude, he's been like, around for exactly. ages. Like, yeah. If like you've Dr. heard Dre the Rump Shaker song. Yeah, if you heard the Rump Shaker song, I mean, that's him writing Teddy Riley's verse. It's Teddy. Mm. Ready for that one, two, checker? That was his yeah, first yeah, yeah, music yeah. check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1992. I mean, and wow. he's a he's a great influence to have, and uh, I'm I'm a big uh, funk soul R and B fan to begin with. So this whole record has kind of hit that spot really well for me. Um, tell me, was was that vibe something that you considered from the beginning? Because you said that the, the tracks came together very quickly. So yeah, if they did, was having this uh, funky R and B vibe to it all the way through a plan of yours from the beginning and you factor that into creating each song as you were going or did it just happen to turn out that way no that's more the 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 funk and groove side of it that's more of what plays in my mind when i 
because um, I have synesthesia as well. So like there's always color around. That's what I get from the colors that I see. Mm-hmm. So the the beat of your shine was actually created years ago when I lived in Long Beach, California, back in 2017, 16, 17. Um, yeah. And I only created that just to create the mood of rolling around and long and just through the streets of Long Beach, just capturing the the colors and the vibes. So yeah. I made the beat, tucked it away. Mosbo heard it. My external hard drive crashed. <laughs> and oh no! You know we had already yeah yeah. So we had already had the concept and everything together. Um, but then video talks happened, and we got it picked up to do a video. So I'm like, you know what? Instead of just because I, I like to I like to mix everything together to have a perfect blend. So I just recreated the beat from scratch just so yeah, yeah. it can blend better. And yeah, it just it just felt right to put it on. And that was the last song that I decided to put on the album, mm. believe it or not. There's actually um, John Cleese uh, does a talk about, I think it's even a TED talk about creativity and writing in particular, the creative process. Yeah. And he quotes... Um, he wrote the script for something or other, went to sleep, woke up, had lost it. And it was such a good script that he had, he had to write it again from memory because he was pitching it pretty soon. Yeah. And he knew that it was a good idea. So he goes and writes it again. And he reckons that the script that he came up with writing it a second time from scratches from memory ended up being better than his original. And he Absolutely. does that now as a permanent staple as part of his writing, writes it all down once gets rid of the script, not like necessarily throwing it away, but just pops it mm. aside and then writes it again and it comes out even better. So, you know, I'd argue that the song's all the stronger for it. Yeah, and I feel like that's what my musical journey has been. Like I, like every formula that I've had to create was there, but I had to scrap it all and start again because it just needed that. Just need that extra pizzazz, pizzazz I guess. Yeah. Panache. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Chapaz. I don't know. You can you can put a Z, Z sound on any sort of phonetic and it'll sound. Yeah. yeah. Zazzy. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask, actually, yeah. because, of course, as I think we mentioned before, most of the feature artists on the album are from New Zealand, um, with one or two exceptions, you said. But, and, and you have been – you were largely living in New Zealand when you were putting the album together, obviously – but That's oh, right. you're obviously not from there. So, what I wanted to know was the reason why you decided to move across to um, to the land of the long white cloud. And I guess, was there a choice in that? <laughs> yeah, it was a choice. Um, and I'll just say one word on that and then we will uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I've moved to New Zealand for, for love, you feel me? Like, Aww. for love. And yeah, and it was one of the best things that I have ever done in my life, right? Because um, were you expecting to? Were you expecting to meet up with with artists and songwriters and producers you know, while you were there? No, I wasn't. I was not. <laughs> it's a happy so, little accident, I was, as uh, Bob Ross would say. <laughs> it was a happy. It was an accident in a <laughs> in a hell in a hell of a situation. Put it like that. Um, yeah, so that didn't happen until like a year after living in New Zealand. There's only one artist I met up with, and that was uh, Jess B. We had a sit down, hmm. and 
you know, just just like a little lunch thing. We just sat down and kind of shared ideas and I gave her some instrumentals and stuff. Um, although we haven't done nothing yet, but we we're still like really cool. We talk regularly, you know, well, you know, because we all know the same circle of people. And, you know, she's a really cool person, but that's all. That's the only artist that I knew at the time there. <laughs> um, so it took one good friend. I would, I, I call her my sister because that's what she is to me. Um, she had invited me to see Miles Bo Q do his EP release back mm. in March of last year. And that was the end of March. So the very next day after seeing his EP, uh, being at his EP release, I met him. I met another artist that I still rock with today named Mo Muse. And the very next day we worked on a record that became a good single called We Be On. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's what it was. And yeah. So after that, we just continued to make songs and just it just grew from there. So he opened up a world of musicians to me from that point. And yeah. It was a lovely thing. So you mentioned the saxophone that was so electric. That was yeah. uh, my brother, Matt Bizzle, out of New Zealand. Shout out to Matt Bizzle. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it is some good nice. work. So good Matt, Good work, Matt. I do love uh, I do love brass in uh, this kind of music very, very much. So the more the merrier, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. You know, he. Uh, we had one session and he worked on, i say, about 90% of the album. Within the span of two hours or less. Yeah. Wow! So the machine picked it up real quick. Yeah. So you you mentioned it's too really good. on on the subject of like working on the album and that you mentioned something before the break about you doing the ma- the mixing and the mastering in the same day. So did you actually master the album yourself as well as obviously producing it? Yes. Okay. Is yeah. That- so that yeah. Because I'm not used to hearing that a lot. Usually, it's a case, and Vass will back me up on this, and I'm sure you you understand yeah. too. A lot of a lot of people that self produce they won't touch the mastery to just get that fresh set of ears. So, was there? Yeah. A, what I was guess the-, the, the first question before you continue, Daniel, is: yeah. Did you mix it as well as master it? I did. Yeah. Right. So that's that's super rare. And I, yeah, Daniel's right. Usually, um, people that write it and perform it won't mix it and people that mix it won't master it and certainly people that write it and perform it won't mix it or master it generally but you've managed to do both and do them both very well mm. uh, how does one how does one distance themselves from their own piece of work enough to be that objective about the production of it well you have to be tough on yourself and you have to be non-biased you know what i mean like you have to know the difference between what sounds good and what doesn't, what's going to work for the record and what does not. Even if that means, um, of course, taking a break because after four hours of listening to something, your ears play tricks on you, of course. Yeah. Um, so it's it plays a big part in that and just, you know, stepping away, you know, because in the same day, I do get the general mix and master done. And I know to step away to refresh the ears, listen to something else and have a mental reference track just to balance everything out. And the crazy thing is each song is pretty much well balanced. Like there's not a song that's louder than the other one. That that one was a freak accident. I didn't plan on doing it, but <laughs> it just happened that way. But um Happy yeah, little accident number two. Of, that's right, that's <laughs> right. And years of practice and um, you know, just making mistakes and learning what those mistakes are. 
Mm. making sure that you don't repeat those steps. Yeah. Uh, did, did you actually um, have subjects at uh, university, uh, sorry, in college that taught you about mixing while you were learning about music or is that just a personal endeavor of yours? In, in college, they went over the compression and when to use it, when to not use it. Yeah. Um, just the mechanics of it. We actually had to learn signal flow of yeah. SSL mixers and... Yeah. You know, pretty much everything like that, but it's more so like gaining your own flavoring for your songs and what you would like them to sound like mm-hmm. and just really putting in the, the work to make sure that it happens the way that you want it to. So I think that plays a big part in it, just putting your 10,000 hours in it and yeah, not getting too comfortable with how it sounds just because it's a song, but mm-hmm. really putting going the extra mile for it and falling yeah, in love with your work. Totally, I'm I'm a big um, big fan of the ten thousand hours thing as well. I really think, especially as musicians, a lot of people have a an idea that it's um, you know you're just so talented, like you're lucky that you've been given this thing. When in actuality, you've busted your ass to put all of the hours into practicing, and you just gain you're just gunning for that ten thousand hours of practice before you can go. Okay, now I'm actually getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does take time, man. And that's what I'm saying about just throwing the old away, but still keeping that as yeah. a as a draft to where you're trying to go. It's like you, know, you polish your, your craft. It's amazing to me. And it's a beautiful thing, too, when you put in the work for it and you can actually sit back and say, wow. You know, it makes you appreciate it more. And it just gives a, a different sense of um, humility as well. Mm, nice. Um We'll be actually playing one more of this one one more of the album tracks in a very short moment. But before we do, Kevin, want to give us a quick rundown of your social medias and where we can listen to the album, where we can find you essentially, just to keep in touch and um, see what you're up to in the coming months and that. Okay. Well, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at official underscore Kevin Posey. On Facebook, it's the same official underscore Kevin Posey. On Twitter at Kevin Palsy. And for any artists that are looking for instrumentals, you can visit my website, kevinpalsy.com. Nice. Nice. And, um, and the album is obviously on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all that. All of it. Um, Amazon, yep. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, yep. YouTube as well. Title guys, if you don't have title yet, I know you're a big Spotify fan. For you're title, a big, please. Big how much? How much money are they paying us again, Bass? <laughs> <laughs> title title pays us jack shit, but they do pay musicians no, a lot I more. I don't care how much Spotify does more than five cents a stream at least. I don't care how much they're they're paying artists. I care how much they're paying me. So, uh, <laughs> for the well, they they also of- have a uh, student discount and a military uh, vet discount. So that's why you like it. Anyway, yeah, go and check out the album because, again, it's a phenomenal piece of work and it's awesome to hear how much effort you did put into it yourself and how much the 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 production stage and the, the processing stage that you did have that directing control over to get it to where it is. So, you can tell it is really a, a true vision um, as far as an album's concerned. So, I want to say congratulations again and, again, thoroughly enjoyed it. Go and, go and check out the whole album. Check out the music video for your shine as well. We didn't mention the music video, but- um, we'll, we'll definitely share it this week if we haven't already because it is a great, great piece of artwork too, visual artwork too. Yeah, but thank you guys so much for that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for chatting with us, mate. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. 
of your busy evening. <laughs> so what, like, Thanks for weathering like, the storm. Yes. Hey, true. See? <laughs> yeah. Had, had a few technical quote-unquote difficulties earlier, but we got through it. We're good. <laughs> um, Technically, tell- they were organic difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? And the album talks about that as well, too. It's true. It's true facts, man. Mm. Tell us a bit about the title track, Breathe, which is what we're going to go out on, on the break. Because it features a couple another a couple more couple of couple more artists as well, and uh, maybe what because it is also the title track from the album too. Yeah, man. So breathe is a um, it's one of the tracks that holds a bit of vulnerability, a lot of truth, a lot of prep talk to myself. You know, when when you go through life and you feel like you just exist and that you're not really breathing through it, you know. Because, you know, sometimes we get lazy as creatives or just lazy as people and get comfortable. And it's more so like when you feel that way, you need to actually look at yourself and say, am I just existing or am I just, what am I doing? You know, and sometimes that could put a lot of pressure on one person. But, you know, on the hook when it's like running through my mind, you just got to find a way. There's a lot of things that run through your mind. But you have to just give yourself a moment to breathe. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps the blood flowing. And, you know, just to stand for something, you know, when you live on your life, it's more of an eye opener and it puts everything else together in the song and the, in the whole album. And it's just a reminder to a, like your shine, love the skin that you're in, but what are you doing inside of that skin? Are you dwelling on something? Are you actually living? and looking forward in a positive fashion. So, you know, Jasmine Lee and Leah Lamatoa, they captured that chorus perfectly. And it just captures that feeling of breathing, vulnerability, and life. So that's pretty much what breathe is about. And, you know, it's a, it's a deeper context than that, you know, and to really sum it up, life is complex, but we all got to deal with it. So remember to breathe. Nice. Wise words. Wise words. Well, let's, let's, let's play it. Kevin, want to take us out to the break? What are we listening to? What show are we on? Yeah, we are on Bar Talk. Bar Talk. Bar Talk. And we are listening to Kevin Posey, Breed featuring Jasmine Lee and Leah Lamatoa. Settle for brick walls, build a house of glass and sit Folding this for laundry, get up off your ass and live Heart is feeling heavy, but I'm focused on those bags to get Last three weeks I found passion in the midst of this tragedy It's people in the same time, showing broken fabrics There are people buried outside without a casket What a sport, not in basketball, only in music Often blocked in, so I self-produce right and get through it Who can I talk to? No one in the thoughts where my muse is Need a shrink? No, recording is faster and pure No way that I can please everybody Y'all need love, so we'll need somebody Somebody to listen, share a dream and build with This complex life we gotta deal with Remember to breathe
you know I'm Find my peace inside the groove between the snare and bow kick. Covid DS nueve, remind me of how my flow sick. Stay at home, social distance, eating sandwiches and chips. Send a prayer to the sky, that's per usual. Patience running thin like the line is saying that you drew. Hunted by my bad decisions, made from things I choose to. Facing situations, good, bad, ugly, beautiful. Gotta have faith in these dark times. Work on getting better, fight depression when love's hard to find. Never let a person make you feel like you ain't worth your shine. Don't be foolish, gotta make it happen for you in due time. Won't he do it? I've been on the brink, but I'm gravy. Human nature in me, I forget and go crazy. I'm in my feelings, maybe. Learning how to be humble wherever the Lord placed me. Knowing that He would never leave me, no would forsake me. Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR.
That, ladies and gents, was the new single, Screw Loose by Lime Cordial, out now. Uh, off their brand new album, too. They've just come out with a new album, 14 Steps to a Better You, which, yeah, has been out since Friday. So, go and give it a spinny spin. Vaselini. Yes, sir. Yes. What were your thoughts on this one? I, I really had a I had fun watching the video on this. Did you, did you end up watching the video? I, I think this is the only one I didn't watch the video for, yeah, it's, if it's I'm honest, because I- uh, you sent me through the uh, links and I didn't yeah. realize there was two side oh, by yeah. side. So, I just clicked the Spotify <laughs> one thinking it was the whole thing, listened yeah. to it, and then I clicked the next one and it was YouTube and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> so, it was no, YouTube, YouTube from there on out, but I uh, I was in a bit of a rush and I oh, didn't get back to the Lime Cordial oh, uh, video, but just, I did listen to the song. Just, just running everywhere. You're just running everywhere. No, no rest for you. I, I can't. Oh, man. <laughs> Screw loose. Funky, love the horns, um, mm. and we're talking about this uh, just during the break. Um, I'm a big Arctic Monkeys fan. I do love um, Porter's Head. I love my Massive Attack, uh, and I got a lot of that out of. Um, well, a lot's probably a bit generous. I got I got a fair bit of that out of uh, this song, especially in the bass line, and uh, I love that kind of thing. Just that fairly sparse, but you know, it gives everything space to breathe. Produ- production and and. Um, Arrangement. There's a lot of a lot of really sort of cool stuff going on in terms of the sort of that that wailing synth in between, mm. like as the, losing it as the licks for the licks in between the verses, and then there's like a kookaburra noise halfway, like before yeah, yeah, the yeah. last chorus. That was that was cool. Yeah, it was just a it was just like a cool bass, bass sort of fuzzy bass baseline going on. So I, I did like it. And yeah, you, if you get a chance, listen, look at the music video because it is it is really trippy. But in a good fucking way, like it's just fun. That's no, a fun and track. And this all, uh, this song came out with their album "14 Steps to a Better You," if I'm not wrong. Yes, um, which is a 2020 release, so a bit of a newie. Yeah, no. As I said, it came out on Friday, July 10th. That was Friday, Vass. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, no, you sounded like you were like, no, it isn't Friday. Friday the 10th, bullshit. Friday, that was the 11th, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I know my shit. Isn't it February? That was, isn't it? Yeah. Are we still, no one can tell in lockdown. What's this COVID business? It's all bullshit. (laughs) What is this COVID? (laughs) Hey guys, did you hear someone ate some bat soup? (laughs) I'll just be the internet explorer of coronavirus news. Yeah. Um, This is a really cool track. Admittedly, I haven't heard any of the other uh, Lime Cordial stuff, but this was... um, Really vibey, really up my alley. That it's the first bit that of that kind of first bit of first bit of the lime cordial that uh, we've got through from them in a few years. So keen to hear more. Hopefully, I'd be keen to hear where the name came from. Lime cordial. 
See, it's got the E on the end of it. That is a good question. If we ever interview them, I'm gonna, that'll be a question. And why have they got lamb with cordial with an E? Yeah, yeah, lamb cordial. What's the it's best? It's like a royale with a cheese. royale. <laughs> lamb cordial with cheese. I get it. <laughs> God, that would be awful. That'd yeah, be it would be nasty. Fucking terrible. Um, yeah, back back in the day when I was a little bit younger, I was- um, Oh, I yes, back in your youth, and they did, youthful, uh, youthful back in, days. Back in the day when I was a young tacker. Um, <laughs> Didn't know my they, ex from YY. They, they would do these games at the youth group, and uh, one of the punishments in one of these games, obviously, there was a prize of, like, chocolate or something like that. Um, and they had bought a Macca's uh, Happy Meal or something like that, or just a regular quarter pounder meal. Mm. And they, um, they the punishment was a, what they called a French Coke, which is where they put the Coke and the French fries in a blender, and you had Ooh. to drink it. Now, I know people and, uh, that like the 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 Macca's chips in ice cream, in specifically the soft serve that they sell at Macca's, which yeah, I think I don't is get terrible. That. But I don't even like salted caramel, so salted I, ice cream doesn't sound any good, any much better. But I was going to say lime cordial sounds a damn sight better than a French Coke, so I'll take the lime cordial. <laughs> French Coke. See, if you told that to a French person, they would probably they probably screw up their face and go, "What is this shit?" You know, like what? Yeah, they would probably They'd just say, a madman. "Well, it's better than the stuff from Amsterdam." What did you expect? <laughs> you know, after a few few cheekies in Amsterdam, you you probably would want a French Coke. Probably be put mm. you in the right right mood. You know, yeah, and some and some French fries as well. <laughs> dip the dip <laughs> the extra chips into the French Coke for a bit of extra flavour. Uh, gross. Uh, uh, let's gross. <laughs> We've got some sponsors to run through. I Apparently, think. we do. Uh, before I try and find it. Yes. Sure. yes. So, um, Vass, you're gonna you're gonna have fun with this because I have you haven't got it in front of you right now. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You ready? You ready? <laughs> One, yeah, let's two, go. Three. Well, hello world. <laughs> Round two. Well, hello world. Travel. Well, where travel the, where the travel professionals. Damn right they are, boys. Um, you want to go and visit Kevin up in Oklahoma? Check him out. Um, give him, give him, a, give him a call. That's oh three nine seven five four one zero double six. I'm sure they'll get you a direct flight to the states when everything opens up. Uh, or check him out sixteen sixty eight Bellwood Highway, Belgrave, or Hello World Travel, Belgrave on Facebook. They Yummy. are. They are the. They are the travel professionals. Vass. They are indeed. Um, I do feel a little sorry for them at this time of year. I hope they're doing okay. Our good friends at Hello World Travel, yes. because this is a bit go, of a sketchy time for go travel. Go book yourself a holiday with a local travel agent when all this is over. Preferably in, Hello World Travel. Yeah, in five, in five and a half weeks. Now, uh, do you need a? Do you need a criminal, Vass? Do I need a criminal? Do I ever? Yeah, always. Well, if you do, you may or may not want to call Russo and Russo, barristers and solicitors. What they do specialise is in family law, wills and estates, conveyancing, commercial leasing and criminal law. 03-9387-8022 or russoandrusso.com.au. Reckon my, my run through of that was pretty pretty much spot on with what Gareth would like me to do? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon um, the spirit of Gaz watching I- over us always. <laughs> Just this floating head. Levitating. MC Gazam, I feel his presence in the room. I need to get a big poster of his just his face and put it on the wall. Like I look at it. Yeah, every but he's gotta be I looking at you disappointingly like-, like he's about to tell you <laughs> off. What are you doing? Don't use the J Fall. Yeah, he used to complain about me trying to like pre program. <laughs> the J Fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Gareth, I miss it's those I, I miss the J Fall days. I really do. Um God, that, now, that was funny to watch. You want to tell them about Music Factory Direct? What what, what does Music Factory Direct do? Fast. 
Music Factory Direct does, uh, well, they gave us the microphones for the studio. Yes. For one. Uh, they they kit us out with some audio gear pretty regularly, anything we need. Uh, and they can kit you out with audio gear too, anything you need. If you go and they visit can, them, I don't have the uh, sponsor list in front of me. So Daniel's going to have to give you the they, address and they can uh, phone in, number. They can indeed deliver. Give them a call 039720 or visit them at musicfactorydirect.com.au. They've got a broad range of um, of stuff they can, they've either got in the warehouse or they can order in for you. So give Adam a call, give the crew a call, they'll sort you out. So Indeed, thanks. and for those of you who've uh, been with us for a while or are just tuning in, they were Drum Power. Yes, formerly known as Drum uh, Power, of course. So uh, you might know them by na- that name. <laughs> the same, same great folks. Different, different name, same business. team, same great service. Uh, BizOp Solutions one three hundred two four nine six seven eight. You need some sort of project management or business analysis and consulting. If you need some planning done for your business, help help excel in, in the areas of you know all the business stuff that business people do on a business day. Uh, I'm sure they can work remotely. Uh, you can call them from a remote location if you want one three hundred two four nine six seven eight. Visit them at bizop.com.au. They're also on Facebook as well. Bizopt. But yeah, they're they're good. They'll keep up. They'll look after your business and make sure that you grow. You know, mm. Mm. and by on the run from a remote location, we don't mean on the run. Don't call Bizopt if you're on the run from the police, please. No, call um, Russell and Russell instead. Yep, we've got, <laughs> um, we've got a number for that too. We've got you. a number for everything here. Yeah, we do. Uh, give us a call first if you don't remember the number. We'll give it to you. Uh, whether we pick up or not may or may not happen because we're not <laughs> that, that good on the phones. We'll, we'll take um, the aiding and abetting a criminal <laughs> charge. It's fine. A no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking out other, of course, partners, uh, business and community partners, Scale Records, Brisbane with Jeremy Edwards, Sense Music Media, Suki Lounge, Upway Belgrave RSL, Dandenong Rangers Emergency Relief Service and the Coa Shed Australia, all great organisations and businesses. Check them out. They've all got websites, all on Facebook. Send him a message. You know what to do. Yeah. You know what to do. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a great set of songs so far. Indeed. I've been uh, really enjoying it. And it's just going to get even tastier. Even better. We just had, yeah, actually this week, I was I think I was mentioning to you before, just the, the it wasn't like the largest amount of songs that we've had. I didn't have to cut out too much when I was looking through the songs. But just, you know, some weeks you get a lot of pop like pop bangers, and you have to end up cutting out quite a lot of good music. Mm. But the beauty of this, a week like this is, you get a lot of a smaller cohort of more alternative sort of genres coming through, so it gives a chance to sort of shine a light on that. And the next two tracks are, are, are no exception to that rule. We've got Congrats with Russian Roulette, and after that, mm-hmm. Sinclair with I Needed You, both great indie tracks. I've got a lot of a uh, sort of early, so almost like a, Electro pop punk vibe mm. for congrats, and he's come out with a yeah. really cool video for that one too. Like almost like a Con- is it eight, congrats um, reminded me of um, the stuff that I used to listen to growing up. The yeah. uh, it was almost like a uh, post pop punk, yeah, and thinking type um, situation, like know, Black Parade or something. Uh, yes, and I'm thinking because our good friend Chris loves, a, you know, Angels and Airwaves, the the one that uh, Tom DeLonge you're talking about went. Mr. Alcoma himself. Oh, Mr. Alcoma, yeah. Because uh, of that sort of that pop, po- post, as you say, post-pop punk vibe with a bit more electronic elements and a bit more, you know, mm. drum machines and synths. Yeah. And it has, still just has a, that. Just a little, 
just a little tamer than the uh, yes. slightly edgier stuff from the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, but it's got no, more so uh, in like the term- almost an 80s synth wave thing. More so in the terms of into the, it. Yeah, more so in the so- terms of the sonic palette, um, but still obviously with that pop punk and alternative route to it. So, really cool track. And then afterwards, Sinclair with I Needed You. Uh, great, indie, great indie song, too. So, well done. Dude, the guitar that comes in the second half of that song is so cool. Yes, a very a very sort of retro eighties thing going on there. Very cor- a lot of chorus on the guitars, like you know that classic, classic eighties mm. thing going on. It's uh, just like a fun, really fuzzy, woolly, like amidst quite a clean song. Mm. All of a sudden, it it cuts through in a way that's really unexpected. Usually, you want to go for like a really clean guitar sound to cut yeah. through, yeah, with the really like the right frequencies. And this is just this like smash together, really like distorted guitar that. Because it's so different to all the rest of the sounds, yeah, pokes through anyway. Even though it like breaks all the technical rules of like lead guitarage, mm, mm. Uh, and I, I'm re- I really dig that. I think it's really cool. Yes, uh, like quite a few of the artists that we're playing on this episode. Congrats, I believe is. I was going to say from Melbourne, but I'm thinking of someone else. No, don't worry. I think I don't. Doesn't say where he's from. Um, congrats if you're listening. Let us know where you're from so we can give you a shout out. Uh, but the Sinclair, the band Sinclair are from Sydney, though, so uh, no harm done, you know. <laughs> we, we won't blame you for the sins of Gladys, don't worry. Yeah, the sins of the koala killer, as they call her. <laughs> the koala killer. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you, not very gracefully, not, not quite actually, as- into- into the dulcet synth tones of congrats and Sinclair. <laughs> it isn't quite, no, hashtag, you gotta, whenever you mention her, it's like you got to go hashtag koala killer. It's not quite as good as hashtag Scotty from marketing. Uh, Scotty from marketing is the best. Yeah. <clears throat> what but it's nickname. up there. Actually, no, they don't, don't come anywhere near close as Chairman Dan on the beers, Andrews, um, our God and <laughs> saviour. <clears throat> Our Lord but and Savior, Daddy Dandridge. Did, did you <laughs> did you see the the thing? One of the bands, I think, one of the, a band from here from Melbourne, put up an Instagram story where they tagged Dan Andrews' official Instagram page, and they said, "Oh, Dan Andrews, is is cocaine still on the cards for lockdown?" And then they put a poll, yeah, yeah, yes yeah. or no. That no, was a voting thing. Yeah, yeah. They put a poll vote. up, yes or no, and then Dan Andrews' official. T- um, at, Instagram account voted yes. Voted yes. And so now it's get on the nose beers. Wink, yeah. wink. Hashtag get Snort, on the nose beers. Sniff, sniff. Still wink, wink, sniff, sniff. If there's- uh, <laughs> Is I'm it gonna, dusty in here or I'm is it just me? <laughs> when, when we all come out of lockdown, I'm going to- If I notice a lot of people sniffling, it's like, I know why. <laughs> yeah, well- It's it, not just Just like weather. in that Seinfeld episode, right? They're all just wearing uh, mohair sweaters. <laughs> It's just all allergic reactions. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I just, just got the cold. Just got a light cold. Don't worry. It's not corona. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be coming co- out of lockdown co- sniffling. I tell you what. <laughs> you get booted by an AFL player right co- back co- in your- <laughs> Cocaine owner, maybe. Yeah. Cocona. Cocona. It sounds like a type of Macona. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if Coca-Cola and Macona made a coffee, Cocona, it's just- Coffee with cocaine in it. It's just, and the ad is like the guy that's presenting just pops out, like you know, like the like the stripper out of a birthday cake. Like yeah, yeah, the guy a pops out, out of the big coffee. Co- yeah, big cocoa, big cocoa seed. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just runs at the camera like the Joker and just starts naked. Shaking and he has it. to be naked with just a butt big, naked. Just a big um, Coco C pod. A tin of Makona in front of his junk. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm thinking like those uh, those guards that you have for cricket and you put them on because it's shaped the same way. Like one of those Coco pods just, you know, just on his his crutch, just running at you. It's like, do you need an extra pickup? (laughs) Yeah, with like- And he's made like a paint out of the crushed up. Um, coffee. Yeah, so it's in his hands, like like a brownie black paint yes. put on oh, like war paint, war stripes. Yeah, you know how they do yeah, the, thing with the yeah, figures, yeah. like the commando lines on the on the face, like they're about to go on in the bushes, like that's yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of stereotyped thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Shit, we should we should uh, start a marketing a marketing company. We should start an advertising company. This is the shit we come up with. This <laughs> gold, it's gold, Vass. If you're marketing that way, then YouTube doesn't have to worry about what's advertiser safe anymore because your advertisement isn't advertiser safe. <laughs> Our advertisements would not be adver- ad- advertiser yeah. safe. I, I can tell Quality you content. Once this person gets our advertisement, they're going to get no others. <laughs> We're going to break the field. We're going to break all the rules with this. That's yeah, how we corner the, the market. <laughs> yeah. Corner the shit talking market. That's the way. Right. Well, damn it! Fine, folks at home, we'll uh, we'll leave you to uh, Russian roulette. By congrats, and I need you after that by Sinclair, and we'll catch you on the other side with some more banter here on Bar Talk on AMR. I play the low life. We took the high road. I grip my teeth now. Wait for the photo. I turn the lights out. I see it all now. And while the earth turns, I don't move. I'm just a monster, bred for breeding. A little spitfire, scared of leaving I'm getting cold now, I'm in confession But while the earth turns, I can feel that Oh, for me, it's staying in my eyes Like at the part in the movie where the hero dies Man, I hope they're coming back and face the pitch black Then just before the credits, eyes open, that's that Tell me what it means to be good Cause I don't know anymore I feel like playing Russian
Gotta listen, pay attention to the signs now Tell me what it means to be good Cause I don't know anymore I feel like playing Russian roulette I don't think I'm ready yet Something tells me we'll both be good I'm not here just for Waiting, playing Russian roulette I don't think I'm ready yet G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. The last time I held you, I forgot every word that I said. I lost all my patience, and I couldn't excuse what I'd done. I let myself down.
Welcome back. That was Sinclair with I Need You. I Needed You, pardon me. And uh, Russian Roulette by Congrats. We're laughing because it's taken me three times to do this intro. But we're going with so it. close. Let's, we're going with it. We're just going to keep moving. He's oh. <laughs> like, I've had uh, enough. I want to go home. What do you mean? You're already at home, Vass. <laughs> Can't even use that uh, yeah, excuse. Good point. Good point. I am at home. Do you want me to do it again? No. Let's just, we'll just, keep let's just do it again. <laughs> No, it was fine. Yeah, no, I needed you. Yeah, good, good track, good tracks, as we were saying before. Uh, both cool. And both yeah. out now. On all popular streaming services. Uh, I forget which ones. one of these actually have. I think both of them have music videos, um, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yes, uh, I believe they Yeah, do. they do. I, I watched uh, the music video for Russian Roulette in not particular. Sinclair. has some really great styling. Yes, yes, the Russian Roulette. The Russian Roulette video is really cool. Sinclair, no, because there is no music video. So, I okay, s- good. you stand corrected, my good friend. I stand corrected. You stand. Uh, but the Russian Roulette music video was great. You're and, not um, standing right now, his- are you? Oh, definitely not. I'm okay. sitting. I don't have a standing you sit, desk. You sit corrected then. Get it right. Come on. Oh, wow. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, did you notice his his uh, both his hair and his um, suit and the car in Russian Roulette were absolutely awesome? Mm. Have you seen his like, um, press video press shots? They look he looks like John Travolta out of out of um, oh, what's it or Dirty Dancing or something? No, no, the Tarantino film. I can't remember the, the and names. Oh yeah, me. Pulp Fiction. That's the one. With the does he have one back. of those bolo ties on? <laughs> Oh, I don't think so, but it's like that same sort of off-white colour. And yeah, yeah. he's got the hair. He's got the long sort of hair. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah, he's got- I the, wish my hair earrings. was as manageable as his. And he's got the earrings too. Like he just, he's got, yeah, he's got that sort of pause, you know, that he, like, he's got that sort of resting bitch face. Like, no offence. Yeah, like the, um, like the uh, Johnny Depp when he plays with um, Marilyn Manson. Yep. He's got the kind of like- Johnny, De- uh, he's got the um, Captain Jack Sparrow esque kind of slightly tattered clothes, but it looks like it's been done in a very particular <laughs> yeah. way. Sorry, not um, to look cool. Sorry, I said Sinclair, not Sinclair. Congrats, but congrats on the mm. video and the song, very good. But yes, congrats has got the the long tied back hair, mm. pursed lips, I guess is the correct term, and uh, yeah. off white color suit, which I do have to say, I, I I'm I'm a big fan of the off white colored suits. It's just something. Tacky yeah, to I, the extent I, of where it looks good enough you can get away with it with the right. Yeah, I'm a big person. fan of the off white as well. I think um actual white, proper true white is too really, bright. really difficult to pull off. And yeah. Right. Well it gets dirty real easy. Like you, yeah, you spill, it's dirty too, but it like you spill one it, you, can, you spill one thing on it, well fuck, there goes my three hundred dollar suit. Like, you know. I know. I know <laughs> or three thousand more likely, you know. Especially if you're going for now, a good one. This is Daniel's time to shine. It's uh, oh, no. this is our joke of the week segment. There we go. Yeah, we'll play. Hang on, let's do the let's do the the cheeky uh, intro. Now it's time for Jimmy's joke of the week. Yes, that's right, fellow Larinis and boy Alurlies. It's the joke of the mokity tokity alokity of these week, sir. Ah, yeah, Vassal, you're gonna love this. Selena sent me some some absolute rippers that I haven't said yet on this show. I'm I'm keen. Okay. So uh why 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 Vass are fish so smart? Why are fish so smart, Daniel? <laughs> because they live in schools. 
Oh. <laughs> um, why are what? pirates pirates, Daniel? I don't know. Why are pirates pirates? Because they are. Oh, no. <laughs> um, what, what oh, you, it hurts. What, it hurts. What, what room doesn't have doors? I don't know, Daniel. What room doesn't have doors? A mushroom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh. Hey, are you ready for one more? There goes half the the, the listenership. <laughs> oh, you've got one, ready for one more? I'm, I'm, yes. My body's ready. Get Excellent. Uh, why can't you give Elsa a balloon? Why? <laughs> because she will let it go. Let it go. God damn it! Pop ballad ensues. Oh, I'm so ins- I'm so upset. <laughs> now, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to, to sort of sort of leave me let, out to let, dry. Uh, well. Yeah and no, but but Elsa, you bloody rip off of uh, Frozone, fucking shooting icicles Frozone. out of your Frozone, yeah, yeah it's this is a classic example of appropriation. Yeah, Bl- black black appropriation. Come on, a, it was originally a black character, uh, and they just took it. If it wasn't it a white. kids' film, fucking Samuel L. Jackson would be reviewing that shit and and dropping expletives. Like Expletives. You drop, like you drop <laughs> fucking tissue paper in a bin. Well, you don't do that anymore, do you? Um, Blow I your nose into one side, fold it up, and recycle <laughs> it. There's no more left in the shops, mate. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't tell people I blow my nose publicly anymore because they're just these days like Ugh, the plague-ridden person. You know, uh, mm. <laughs> I have to do my. Apparently, it's rude in Japan to blow your nose in public. So people do it in the toilet. Um, so yeah, I've I've taken a taken a. Cheeky one, two off the Japanese. So thanks, thanks for your tips, folks. And uh, it's Ill- it's illegal to spit. I'm pretty sure as well on the street, you'll get fined. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, you do it here and you do it. Dad, no, no, dad, dad has a dad has a word or two about this. People spitting on the uh, on the footpath. Uh, and I was going to say, if you did it to the wrong person, he goes, do it to the wrong person. I'm a lot calm person. If you did it to the wrong person, I want to bash you. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> and I've never seen dad raise a fist at anyone will ever get angry so it takes a lot to get him worked up it's a weird one like i don't like it's a, it's they've got a whole law for it and i until i'd heard about that law never gave it a second thought not it's that not i went around doing you, it all the do time but like on the street like when i think- saw people doing it i would be like oh it's you yeah. know that's not preferable but it's not a cardinal sin in get, my opinion get out of yeah. the get out of the house drive drive the car to the shops Get out, pay yeah. for the parking, spit Hock on the concrete, <laughs> go out of the shop, get my groceries. It's, of, it's, it's on, on the, the shopping concrete. list. Before you can do anything else, you have to spit on the pavement. <laughs> it's like a welcoming. No, it was like that what, kids' movie. It's like the the where they've got like the um. It's probably like a pretty classic trope, like the kid kid gang in those kids. Oh, movies you spit, like, in spit in the hand and then hand. have the handshake. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's heaps of them. The one, I, the example I can think of is Flushed Away. You know the the Artiman yeah. film, the one the yeah yeah where, where the, in the, the sewers, the rats. Yeah, they're like, oh, give her one spit, and they're like, you know, hands hands the puts her hand out, and I know the Hugh Jackman character like looks at her, going thinking, what the fuck, are you low life, what do you think you're doing? Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, yeah, Hugh he Jackman wasn't in that was movie. The- you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, Hugh uh, Laurie. No, Hugh, not Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. <laughs> not Hugh Laurie. It Name was, every um, other famous Hugh in the world. Hugh Grant? Many- Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Was it Hugh Grant? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Hugh Jackman. Flushed Away? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look I'm it up putting right my, now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up now. <laughs> I am too. It was Hugh Jackman. Yes. 
Fuck yeah, 10 points to Daniel Iffendor. I win. Oh my goodness. I win that round. My life is a lie. <laughs> and uh, was it, I think it was, was it with Kate Winslet as the, the, the girl rat? Kate Winslet, yeah. Ian McKellen is Toad. And he's the evil. Andy Circus is Spike. Jean Renault is, is Lefrog. <laughs> oh my God, Bill Nye is Whitey. This and movie is phenomenal. And the thing is, that's what I mean. Like, they're all phenomenal voice actors because you, you can't immediately tell. No, that it's all them either. Apart from um, apart from I mean, um, it was um, the Gandalf guy, um. Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah. Gandalf, Gandalf guy. Have, have you seen the video of him explaining to Ryan Reynolds? I think it is how he acts. No, it was um, it was off extras. It was uh, Ricky Gervais. I That's know, the one. I know, he's yeah, like, he's I need like, you to think for a I minute. Think, I think when I am acting as Gandalf, I'm not Ian McKellen. I'm not Sir Ian McKellen anymore. I, I actually I, convince myself that I am Gandalf. I and he's up, like, and I think I will yes. be Gandalf. And he's then like, I yes, become him. He's like, yes, but how do you how do you come to that? Well, he's like, no, no, I don't think you understand. <laughs> it's just him literally telling everyone what, what we all know. He does. Yeah, it's good. I love love you, Ian. Oh man, that is it will be a sad day. When he does pass, but uh, hopefully that's not for many a year. So he'll be going to join uh, his good friend, um, Saddleman. Uh, yes, uh, Christopher Lee and uh, the Christopher guy that, Lee, the guy who played- made a metal album at eighty years old. Did you hear about this? <laughs> yes. No, he lent his voice to a metal album, and they. But he was in. Yeah, the, he was the vo- voiceover. But that guy is just a was just a gothic icon in in general. Like he, was yeah, he, just, he's fantastic. He was um, Dracula at, at one point. He was he? everything. But the thing was, he was in the SAS in World War Two, and you've probably heard this story. But Peter yeah. Jackson was trying to direct when he got stabbed at the end of no, it was in the Return of the King, in the scene where he gets stabbed by uh, Worm Tongue or whatever. Yeah, and he says, "You want to gasp? You want to like scream when when you do it to make it dramatic?" And then uh, what was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, he said, uh, Christopher Lee said, well, no, that's not what you do when you stab. When somebody's stabbed, they actually gasp. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And he says, look, I know. Tell, believe me. And so, he's like, okay. Peter Jackson's like, okay, I'll let you, I'll let you do the acting. And yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah, you can tell that man had experience. Wink, wink. Trust, yeah. Trust me, I know. He, but he was of that vintage too. Like, Tolkien was- um, He knew Tolkien. The same. Tolkien was- Yeah, they were contemporary. Like they actually, so he was, was the only C.S. cast Lewis. member that actually knew Tolkien. Like they they'd met or whatever, so yeah. I remember, I remember they were they were of the same uh, vintage. He, uh, Tolkien was in the navy, I believe. World War One. No, he was in he was in the army. He was in the trenches in World War One. He actually experienced it. So, which is probably That's- which they reckon is what influenced a lot of the uh, the imagery of like a great evil spreading across the world. Which you know, yeah, <laughs> they both lived a life. Put it that way. The whole unknown enemy that mm. the good guys have to rally against and all that came from the war yes, thing. Yeah, absolutely. it checks out. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you what's got nothing to do with war, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> our next two songs. Unknown, unseen enemy. <laughs> That's uh, topical. Jeez. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We've got next up. We've got Riley Catherall. Mm. I believe that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Riley. If it isn't, I do, do apologize. You probably met Riley through the open mic scene at some point. I'm sure that's where I I've believe known. I have. Yeah, but no. Uh, we had uh, Wild Heart Publicity send in his his new song. So cheers, Wild Heart. Um, leave me out to dry. That- uh, check out the music video for this one as well. It's very low key, just them playing in the backyard, but it's. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
it's got something about it. It's like it's got a really warm color palette Very, to the yep. actual video. And it's um, they do this thing that I really love and I've been thinking about doing for a music video for a while, which is they set up in a circle. Yes. And they have a camera person in the middle and it just the camera pans around to each player as they play. I really love that whole thing. It's going to get old quickly, but now that it's still kind of new to me, um, I think it's a really great way to do a lot again with very little, just like the um, just like the Woods Euphoria video, um, and they've just done a really good job. Mm. Uh, the harmonies in this track, second to none, um, and his voice, lovely guitar work too, really good guitar work. So yeah, just um, understated, like an understated, but in a good way. And yeah. then after that, it was um, Benjamin Trelato. So two Melbourne artists back-to-back with great sort of folky-influenced tracks with his new song, Worth. Uh, he also put out a video for it, which is a very sort of low-key, very introspective sort of song and a very introspective video. Um, interesting concepts I've got. I don't know whether it's Benjamin himself or whether it's an age of someone he's got to do it where they're sitting on the couch. I, I don't know if you saw <clears> it. But I checked um, the video and then I checked Benjamin's uh, socials. Mm. For, un- unless the pictures that he puts up of, of – uh, so it's himself him, on it? those pages are uh, not him. No, then uh, it's it's not him in the video. It's someone no, I else. didn't. I didn't think so. It, but yeah, it was like a sort of a concept. I think it's got something to do with it being a sort of an introspective idea. Mm. I think. But there's a couple of really interesting things about it. I think like it is a folk song. Yes, but it's kind of trance at the same time. Like, it's it's a really interesting comparison. But sure, <laughs> it's got a it's got a really trancey like throbbing beating kind of baseline to it. Um, uh, just like this warm pulse all through the song. Mm. Um, and the video is in a four by three aspect ratio, which yes. those of us who don't know the terms off the top of our heads, that was uh, the aspect ratio of TVs before we went to widescreen, like flat screen TVs. Yeah, so it's like an old school, it's an old school, like MTV ratio. Yeah, square, look at any square old rather than MTV um, video from wide. the 80s. And but, um, the acting is kind of almost like interpretive dance. That's that's what it is. And I've just looked it up. Um, it is the film. It is the dancer is also the filmmaker, the guy that directed it, Jacob Edmonds. So that's oh, the cool. person in the video, and he's interpreted the song. What a so talented he's, guy. He's, he's, it's his idea, the video, and he's gone to direct. He's obviously directed it and um, performed it as well. So good job, guys. Really good job. Uh, we may as well go we'll go out to them, seeing as we've t- chatted. I think that's about all I've got to say. Uh, got yeah, I mean, message? I've gone through my notes. I really enjoyed those uh, two tracks. There's a lot of real quality in them. Um, and folks at home, I hope you enjoy it too. We'll be back next week, as we always are. Keep an eye out, obviously, on our socials for Facebook and AMR. Uh, so, Bar Talk AMR Show on Facebook for us. And, of course, for AMR, AMR Australia on Facebook and AMR underscore Australia on Twitter and Instagram. I'm trying to get more shit happening there and more shit posts going in on the Instagram uh, and the Twitter as well. Obviously, you can catch this every every Wednesday night, obviously live at 8pm uh, Melbourne time or any time you like on anywhere you get your podcasts or via shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or at australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk. So the bar, the bar talk, the actual bar talk website as well. Uh, but check us out everywhere. Follow us on um, Follow us if you're on Spotify. Follow us and give us a review if you're on Apple Music. Please, we need more reviews. Give us a five-star rating too. Wink, wink. And yeah, um, more, just more. shamelessly plug oh, yourself. Come there. on, that's how that's how our, that's how the algorithms work. We need that's more, how having more your views. own show works, right? You've yeah. got to be able to plug yourself. I, I've I've created twenty Apple accounts just for this moment. No, 
That's why every one of the, the uh, podcast gets 20 views, right? Yep. <laughs> it's just you and me clicking refresh over and over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, go and please go and follow us if you are on any of the um, streaming sites or wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please support us so we can do more. Cool. Indeed. Tell your friends if you like what you hear. Yes. Yes, please do. Word of mouth is always very important. And um, send us some love. Share the share the pages. Invite all your friends. If you have any music that you'd like to send us, uh, what's the email, Daniel? Uh, amrairplay at mail.com, WAVs or MP3s. Send it along with your bios, media releases, press kits and bios. Did I say bios twice? I did. Never mind. Send That's right. That's because the bio is doubly important. For we want to know who you are and where you're from so we can talk about you and what an interesting person you are on this uh, yes. show. Uh, but yes, send it twice because you're so nice and use up all the bandwidth. Ain't Indeed. That, ain't that the thing? That's a thing. All right. Bass, take us out. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in, listening uh, this week to Bar Talk. Always. I'm, I'm, it's what I do. It's my job. Love you. I drink and I know things. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio. Rightio. Uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today and to all of the uh, content providers for the show um, yes. thank you so much for sending in what you send in for all the individual artists that send through their own stuff thank directly you, to us thank you, Kevin. we I've appreciate you it as well but thank you again for being awesome and sending in your stuff and getting in touch yeah and thanks Yeah, thanks for talking to us Kevin that was a fantastic interview it was really fun to chat to you uh, lovely to talk to you all on the other side of this Come on, peace wrap it out, up, Chris. Stop, stop mincing your words. Go on. What are, they, what are they listening to at home right now? You are listening to Bar Talk. You're listening to AMR, folks. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Rolly Catherall and Benjamin Trelato. See you next week. Oh, the street bends and it folds. It lies and it bolts and into the dawn it goes. If you're asleep, please excuse my fault And the petri core of a sour night on Sydney Road And all the we can fight it Is all the we can fight Oh Kiss me on my good side and leave me out to try. If I meet a final defeat, and fall at your feet, I'd only me by Maybe I will see you in a little while, but I doubt that I'll see you clear Cause all the we can find is all the we can find All my way now Searching for a shade down see me on the way 
Kiss me on my good side and leave me out to try
I'm gonna know all of my insides and be comfortable in my own skin. I just gotta remember. Australianmusiciansradio.com